Hi everybody and welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 975. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. <clears throat> Just as I was saying that, I got a little frog in my throat. And so today, yes, uh, in the car again, it seems to be the only time that I can get to recording this. I've just got to take a sip of water. Um, Today I want to talk about the struggle. There are certain times in uh, our lives that we are faced with something that we might term a struggle. And for some people, this can be a daily thing. For some people, it can be, um, you know, weekly, monthly, yearly you know you you know what I'm talking about just where you get to those moments where you feel like I don't know what I'm doing I don't know how I can get through this when it comes to your health and and body transformation I mean I coach people that say gee I'm I don't think I could ever be as focused as you I can't do that and because they feel that they can't be however they you know, perceive me, put me on a pedestal as to having everything absolutely spot on. Uh, they, I won't say stay immobilized, but don't achieve what they're truly capable of because they're trying to compare themselves with me or someone else and feel like they're failing to be able to do that because of a particular reason. So they, they just stay where they are. Or they go through periods of time where they're, they're focused, they're not focused, focused, not focused, focused, not focused. And that's the struggle for them. Just being able to maintain that momentum, keep making the progress, keep achieving growth. Now, all of those are topics of previous podcasts that I've recorded over the past couple of weeks. But the struggle keeps confronting us every day in some way. But it's how we choose to approach that struggle that really determines who we are, how we respond to it. Because let's face it, there are different challenges for each one of us every single day. Like right now, I'm going to pick up the kids from school. I have absolutely no idea how they're going to be when I pick them up. Chances are that 50% of them could be grumpy and won't want to talk to me on the way home so my strategy to that is okay they're tired just let them chill out relax a little bit and uh, you know not put the pressure on them to have to talk and and do those things Um, the kids will have had some struggles today they had school photos taken today will there be uh, some homework issues that they've got to tackle not to mention whatever's happened in the you know the school ground outside of class during the day that has perhaps had an impact on them in a way that has not been you know particularly awesome for them and will they tell me will I get to know that there is actually an issue here or will it just show up in the way that they interact with me um, you know, that's their struggle. And as a parent, we take on their their struggles and kind of make them our own at the same time, pushing back so that you don't take it on as all of you because you've got to get them to respond to. They have to be learned to become resilient and we have to teach them how to be problem solvers and all that kind of stuff. And that 
process can be a struggle. You know, it never ends. There's all there's always something. Your own personal health and wellness journey, where you're, um, you know, just come out of a weekend perhaps, and you found that you haven't lived the life, the or not the life. That's a more bigger picture, but you haven't lived the week, the weekend in the way that you wanted to, in the way that you know you need to so that you can achieve your goals. And then perhaps you go down the path of, well, I'm just not a goal achiever. I, you know, I struggle to set goals. I don't, you know, I don't really achieve things. And therefore, I just feel like I'm an underachiever. Yet you know you're capable of achieving things because you've done something today. I'm sure you've done something today. So there's been a goal there. You got up, you fed yourself, you stayed alive today. And some of you might say, oh, barely. But when the glass is half empty for some people, it, it's, uh, it's hard to see uh, anything past the struggle. But if you listen to these principles of success that I talk about. Every single day, there is a component of success in terms of what I do, in what I uh, retell you as to what successful people do, so that you can pick up on these things. And are there going to be common threads, similar things mentioned over and over again? Yeah, why? Because most people still don't have it. Most people still aren't doing the work that they need to do. So I have to keep reminding people, remember, this is why we do this. And when it comes to the struggle, part of the beautiful journey in life and getting to where it is that you want to get to is because of the struggle. It's not in spite of the struggle, it's because of the struggle the struggle means that we've got to dig deeper, we've got to push harder, we've got to tap into areas that perhaps we've never tapped into before, we've got to do things that perhaps we've never done before. But in order for us to get outcomes that we've never achieved before, doesn't that make sense? Isn't that logical? The fastest way for you to get out of the struggle is to get a coach the right sort of coach for you because they can say why are you doing that why do you keep doing that when it's not serving you you need to do this instead but again most people will not engage the services of a coach because they have difficulty seeing the value in it they look at the cost they don't look at the value as to what the right coach is going to bring into their life. I mean, if I told you right now that you could have absolutely everything that you wanted in your whole life, all you need to do is work with this particular coach. Well, if I just told you you could have everything it is that you wanted, and you said, yeah, well, that'd be fantastic, and I said you had to work with this particular coach, whether that be me or someone else, that's when... People start to say, oh, how much is it going to cost? Hang on a second. I just said you're going to get 
whatever it is that you want in life, health, fitness, body, lifestyle, money, career, relationships, family, everything. Why wouldn't you do it? I've just told you, you're going to get all of that. The trouble is, you're looking at the cost and you're looking at the lack of value in the cost as opposed to, wow, look at the value that I'm going to get here. If you get absolutely everything that you want, does the price really matter? You're going to get everything. You say, oh, well, it's expensive. Again, you're looking at the cost, not the value. Very difficult to put a price on happiness and your health and getting all of those things. Now, certain things can be quantified. I mentioned yesterday in, it was the Mental Toughness and Body Show uh, episode, I think 218, where I mentioned about a couple of past clients of mine now reached their 60s, in one just had a stroke and the other one's got cancer and they haven't been looking after themselves. They haven't been putting their best foot forward in life. And this is what so many people do. They're not living their best life. Are you living your best life? Are you doing everything that you possibly can to bring everything that you want into your life actually into your life? And the answer to that is no. Even me, people might look at me and say, wow, how do you do it all? How do you, you know, have all this stuff? How do you, uh, you know, find these people to talk to? How do they talk to you? How do you achieve so many different things in your business? Why are you so successful? How do you do that and achieve the health and fitness and body that you have as well? How do you do all that? So, well, I work on it every day. All of those components, I work on them. Making sure that I'm living my best life. Putting myself out there to give myself the best possible chance of succeeding. I'm not just sitting back and hoping that stuff comes to me. Why? Because I did that for about two decades and realized, hmm, this stuff doesn't come. Even if you do this amount of work, I haven't done it all. You've got to do more to get more. In order to be more, get more, do more, You have to change. You've got to be a better version of yourself. And that requires focus and dedication and hard work. It really does. But if you're prepared to do that, then you know everything changes for you. It's just that most people won't won't do it. So don't be that person. You know, be more, do more, have more, have it all. Because you're worth it. I'm worth it. You're worth it. We're all worth it. Just means you've got to put in some work. That's what makes life exciting though. Don't you reckon? I know I keep saying that, but it truly does. It makes life really exciting when you know that you can take something in your life, say that, man, I've struggled for this for so long, and then 
you put in the work, you practice it, and you do it. I'll give you an example as I close out today's session, and I'm just going to have a sip. When I was a young lad, they invented this thing called the Rubik's Cube. And when it came out, it was like, wow, look at that. How could you possibly do that? And they had competitions when I was at high school with people who could, could do it and how fast they could do it. And I remember I got one as a present and I used to practice and practice and practice. Couldn't do it. And I remember at some stage, somebody wrote a book on how to solve it. I got a copy of the book and I couldn't understand it. Like the way that they termed uh, different things, like each um, square on the cube was called like, you know, like R, R1, R2, R3, um, you know, L1, L2, L3, you know, all, I may not be getting these right, but a whole bunch of things. And I was trying to follow it through and it was like, I'm getting lost. So I had the book, but never, never learned how to solve it. So how did I used to do it? I used to pull the stickers off and put them on, reattach them so that they were, you know, completely solved. But I was only deceiving myself. So then it got to, I was uh, about 40 and I said, hang on. I came across the Rubik's Cube and I'm like, I'm a smart person. I'm a logical thinker. I'm a problem solver. I can work out how to do this. Even though I've never been able to do it before for the last 20 or 30 years, I'm going to do it now. So what I did was I researched a number of different solutions to solve it. And then I came across one that said seven steps to solving the Rubik's Cube. In any position, there were seven steps to perform. And I thought, hmm, okay. So what I did, I looked at all the steps and then I thought, right, I'm going to do step one, perfect that, then move on to step two. I did that, then moved on to step three. I thought, okay, I can see how this is working, starting to understand each of the steps. Then I went to four, five, six, and then I'm like, right. So at stage six, I've got two layers done. I've got the corners of the top layer in the right position. It's just the middle pieces need to be uh, moved around or turned upside down. The first time I did it, I followed the formula exactly. And guess what? I did it. Now I can tell you the very first time I did this, I was like, wow, look at that. After all these years, I finally learned how to do it. So then what did I do? Well, me being slightly obsessed, I practiced and practiced and practiced so that I could get it right. And guess what? I got faster and faster and faster at it until I got to the point where I memorized all the steps. I memorized them all. First, it was a case of, I just want to do this thing and I want to redo it and redo it and redo it and redo it and redo it. And then I just practiced over and over and over again. And I had, um, when I, the, I learned how to solve it when I was in a corporate job. And then I used to have the Ruby's Cube sitting on my desk. And the guy that sat opposite me, because we were sitting in, um, uh, you know, partitioned areas, I said, right, time me. And I'd get him 
to time me. My fastest ever time is a minute 52. Now, the world record is like just a few seconds. But for me, breaking it under two minutes was, was really cool. And so that's how I learned to solve the Rubik's Cube. Now, what was it? Well, it was a struggle for me for so long. I used to practice over and over, but I didn't have the formula. Then I learned some 20, 30 years later, what are the seven steps to solving this damn thing? And then I just practiced them. Practice and practice. Practice the first step and then the second step and then the third. And then just practice those three until I got those down pat. And then I'd move to the next level. And that's how I came to solve the whole thing. And now I can still do it. I've practiced it so many times now. I can pick up the cube and I can still solve it. I won't do it as fast, but I use those same seven steps to solve it. Now, are there faster methods to do it? I'm sure there are. But this is the approach that resonated with me and it means I can solve it every single time. So, boom. Did it. I took a struggle learnt. So forget about the object. Let's talk about the principles. There was a struggle, solving the thing. I came up with this burning desire to solve it. That was the first thing. So then I thought, okay, now I just need to work out how. So I found a whole bunch of different ways to do it. And there's so many ways to do it out there. But most of them, they just didn't resonate with me. Then I found this one. I liked the idea. It was seven steps and I just practiced them. And so I, I found a, a solution. I then practiced it, broke it down into small pieces. So step one through seven, practiced those seven till I got them better and faster, remembered them. Then I introduced the next steps and I practiced those. Then I learned all of them. And then it was a, a process of, okay, let me now see if I can remember all of them together. And then every now and then I'd forget maybe step six and step, step seven. And I'd have to go back and do those and, you know, practice them again until I got them down pat again. And then I'd say, okay, now let's do it again and again. Now let's do it faster, more efficient. And can't you see how you can apply these principles with any area of your life? The point is, tackle that struggle and know that in me completing the Rubik's Cube, in me still now, all these years later, some 13 years later, and I can still do it, and I don't practice all the time. I used to practice a lot every day and until it was reinforced into me. I conditioned myself to do it. All these years later, I can still know that I took that struggle in completing it for so long as a kid and then just made the decision that I'm smart, I'm logical, I can learn this, I'm going to just learn it, do it, practice it, and get it done. And that's what I did. So if I can do it with the Rubik's Cube, guess what? I can apply that same philosophy to all these other areas of my life as well. Knowing that, well, if you can do that, you can do anything. Because so few people on this planet can solve the Rubik's Cube. So I thought, if I can do that, what can't I do? Well, nothing is the answer because you just find a solution or you get the coaching from the right people to tell you how to do stuff. You practice and practice and practice. Why do you do that? Because it's so important for you to do it.
That's what you've got to tap into. So, if I can do it, you can do it. You can probably do it better, faster, more efficient than I can. You just got to tap into it. So, have a great day wherever you are in the world. Stay safe. Take this struggle by the horns and solve it. See you tomorrow.